Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well the weather can't keep us down dear lord let's pray dear sweet uh six pounds six pounds seven ounce baby jesus please let this weather pass and let us have a good show it is raining cats and dogs out here you know it's hard out here for a pimp. You ain't know when you're trying to get the money for the rent. But if you're wondering why we're live at 7 o'clock, it is because the LSU baseball game has been postponed until later notice. But we have some news for you. We will talk some LSU baseball tonight. It's LSU closer Paul Gervais, the Italian stallion himself, joins us tonight at 7.50. Looking forward to talking to Paul Gervais. But leading off tonight is our good friend Sean Fox. You can follow him at, on Twitter at Fox4SportsTalk. We're going to talk all things LSU at 7.30 with our good friend Sean. We're going to get into the mix-up. Got, we got so much to talk about. Basketball, baseball, football, we're going to talk about it all, baby. Here tonight. Also, I will give you an LSU practice update. You already know what it is. You already know. You know we got to talk football, dog. Come on. Come on. You already know. Oh, oh, oh. Last night, also. Last night, I forgot to talk to the Notre Dame media. Rafino's rants around the galore. They are so petty. They called up Ed Orgeron, if you missed it today. Ed Orgeron was at Notre Dame today. 
level of petty. Massive. So we will talk to the Notre Dame media who continues to trash on Brian Kelly after he gave them five straight seasons of 10 wins. So we will talk on that. So we got a lot to get into tonight. Our producer, Zach Lee, is in the building with us tonight, too. Shout out to Zachy. Shout out to our good friend and our producer, Zach Lee. I mean, look at how good the producing's been. I mean, has he been a little internish the first week? Yes. Yes. But he's getting a lot better. Everything you see here. We told you we were coming up, dog. Coming up like the Jeffersons. So Zach is with us. Um, and I forgot to put this in here. Hashtag ask Blake. It is a Tuesday. So you have your questions. You fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat. Hashtag ask Blake and we'll get to as many of them as we can. Luke Johnson already firing in the questions on YouTube. How confident are you that we land Michael Dodry? Not, hey, Blake, how are you, sir? Not, hey, Mr. Blake. Thank you for going live while it's raining cats and dogs out here on these people's streets. Uh, very confident. Extremely confident, actually. Extremely confident. The Golden Boot Podcast says, I mean, Zach is I, but can he grow facial hair? LOL, no, he cannot. Um, and he's got the Tebow. He goes to the barber and says, hit me with that Tebow, Yerm. I couldn't help it. Stefan says, let's get it popping up in this B.I.B.I. You're darn right. Rob Boudreaux says, Blake, I know you said it before, but don't take two gummies. Gramco gummies, promo code AYS25. Well, I tried one and a half, and Lord have mercy on my ever-living soul. I'm never taking more than one. It got you down bad, Rob? Whoo! Don't do it. Come back, Rob. Uh, our good friend Dino Kelly Jr. says, let's get, this, let's get this thing rolling. Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Rob also says on YouTube, let's rant. We will do that. I promise you I had to miss it last night because we were um, had a fantastic episode with Carter the Power Bryant last night. If you missed it, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and watch it there at the end of the show. It's absolutely fantastic breaking down some LSU football, which we will be doing uh, off the break tonight. All right. Let's get this thing started. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we are still doing the $500 gift card, or gift card giveaway. $500 giveaway. Guys, you got to get us there. I ain't going to pay nobody 500 smackaroos if you can't get us to that goal. We're so close. Get us there. Who doesn't want 500 smackaroos? Go follow us on Facebook. Go subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's that simple. What do you got to lose? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Everybody do us a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the share. Share to some Facebook groups if you're on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, as we just mentioned, don't forget to subscribe. Bing! I need a bing button, Zach. I need a ding button. And hit that notification bell if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe 
uh, there as well. Nookie says, shared with the Facebook group, satisfied Spectrum customers. Well, let's hope that it holds up tonight. Usually, uh, we're okay unless it's very windy outside. That's when things get a little, a little bit shaky. Little shaky. Kind of like the Notre Dame media. They're a little bit shaky. Oh, I, I, I don't know if I know. I, no, I'm not going to say I don't know a more sensitive media core because we, good Lord, do we have one. All right. Let's pay some bills around this thing. Got to talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Uh, Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. There are partners that continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds, NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's features. And don't forget, Major League Baseball is here and back. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Are the Atlanta Braves going to repeat? Or is my New York Yankees going to tear everybody apart? They lost today or yesterday. But we'll see. Use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All right, let's pay some more bills, and then we'll get started. Rafino's Rants right around the corner. Notre Dame Media, watch yourselves, because I'm coming for you. Zachy, let's hit that, and we'll be right back. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM, Vardo, and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM, Vardo, and Sons. Go see them over at 2500 Floyd Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9902. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. All right, we got a uh, we got one of our first texts into the show just now. I mean, we've had a couple. So you can text into the show right here. 225-435-9387. That's 225-435-9387. Uh, but it says, Blake, you need to be you need to tell all the listeners to be careful what Twitter spaces they go into. Because we can see it. I don't know what that's necessarily in reference to. <laughs> but, Seth, uh, if you could uh, give us a little bit more uh, clarity as to that, uh, I will be sure to let people know. Okay, LSU practice update. LSU was indoor today due to due to the weather. Now, Mike Dimbrock uh, will be at the mic later on. I think in, uh, later on tonight or 7, I think he might already be off the mic. Uh, but Mike Denbrock's going to talk today. Let me tell you what Mike Denbrock's going to tell you because we're seeing this at practice. He's going to talk about the offensive line. He's going to talk about Will Campbell. He's going to talk about how he's solidifying the left side of the line. He's going to tell you that, yes, these scripted plays for quarterback runs is a lot that he wants to do in his offense. He's going to tell you that the quarterback that could run the RPO the best, literally, what quarterback can run the RPO the best is who we're going to lean to. What he's also going to tell you is when it's third and one and everything is on the line, we want to line up and punch somebody in the mouth because that is exactly what LSU is preparing for this spring. 
They are preparing for war. LSU football has shown, and it might be not noticeable to the naked eye, right? Like some people maybe see it in a different light than maybe I do. But let me tell you what I'm seeing from an offensive perspective. Now, we broke the offense down a lot today, or today, uh, already since Mike Denbrock's been here. I told you that I really like the hiring of Mike Denbrock. But the attention to being physical up front is what Mike Denbrock wants most. Because the one thing that you can't take away from an offense, guys, do you know that the one thing that you cannot take away is a damn strong run game? Now, you could do some things, maybe slow them down. But when you got a good running game going, you are very difficult to stop. So you might be asking yourself, well, Blake, how do you know that's what they want to do? Because this is why. If you miss the practice on Saturday, and they're doing some of this again today, already confirmed, confirmed on this. Jane Daniels was at QB1. They used a counter power quarterback run with John Emery out in front, lead blocking with Cam Wire. Even though he picks up the first down, they want to go second and one. They want to go third and one. And you can hear Mike Denbrock in the background yelling, Get the first down! Blow his ass up! Pause! The biggest problem with LSU over the last two seasons, and I can't believe I'm going to say this about an Ed Orgeron-led team, they lost their physicality. They lost their edge. Now, today, it's a lot of the same. More installation, more wanting to focus on running the football, getting the base core of their offense down. Guys, I just want to let you know this. Now, when Jake Peets was here a season ago, Everything that we saw, all right, so, you know what, I'm Zach, I'm just going to do it. Should I let the people know, Zach? Because Zach, as my witness, could attest to some of the things that we uh, were told last season. So, some sources. Breaking news. So, when I say this, don't get it twisted. If you can't run the RPO... If the quarterback cannot accomplish what Mike Denbrock wants them to accomplish with the RPO game, you're not going to play. I'm not saying Miles Brennan can't do it. I'm not saying Jaden Daniels can't do it. I'm not saying Garrett Nussmeyer can't do it. But stop with the argument with you you don't have to have a running quarterback with the RPO. Guys, that's why you go and get a quarterback that can run. They want to base a lot of things off of their quarterback being mobile and being out there to run. Now, Brian Kelly has already told you that they feel like that they can get Jane Daniels to a level that he has not even tapped into yet. They're going to do a lot of the same. Now, today, um, it would seem to me, and we're look, we're going to get some of these videos, and these videos are going to be popping up, but what... <sighs> I, I want to be cautious here. Um, but I think that, that LSU is going to be. LSU 1,000% is going to be focusing on getting John Emery the football. You know, Mike Denbrock has made it well known to anybody that will listen 
anybody that will listen. And, and look, we're not covering him right now. I'm sure he's coming to the mic. He wants to get number four, John Emery, the ball. Can John Emery be the breakout guy in the offense this year? That's, that is literally, I, I don't want to say the $10 million question for, for, for Brian Kelly this year. Maybe a $12 million question for Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock. Now, you might be asking yourself, why bleak, why a $12 million question? Well, that's what their salary is going to be this year between the both of them. But they're going to want to get number four of the ball. You got to have good offensive line play to do that. Now, I, you know, Tyler Steen, the Vanderbilt right tackle committed to Alabama today. Um, you really needed, and you really need Will Campbell to lock down that left side, guys. I don't like hyping up a freshman. I don't like I don't like doing that, but if he can lock it down, it opens up so much for your team. Funny how they're running the ball behind him a lot, him and Xavier Hill. Very interesting development. Oh, I did ask around because I told you this past week that I was going to ask around if you're on Twitter spaces about Anthony Bradford because um, it's always two, two or three comments in the show about Anthony Bradford. Um, Anthony's got some things he's got to take care of. Let me, I, I want it to be very well known, and we've talked about this at, at nauseum at this point. If you're not disciplined on a Brian Kelly team, you're not going to be here. You're not going to play. Notice how guys are missed. You're not, it, it's funny how you're not hearing a lot of uh, uh, bad negativity coming around the players right now, right? Like you're not hearing a lot. Why do you think that that is? I'm telling you, man, he's got these kids wanting to, I don't know, look, and I don't know if this is achievable, wanting them to play for a championship. And look, if you're five minutes early, you're late. Is what it is. All right, let's fire in um, some of these questions. Um, Zach, if you got some, pull some up. If there are some questions in there, I don't know if there is or not, but let's fire them in there. LGZ on YouTube. LGZ, is that your real profile pic, my guy? Like, are you going to a GQ models convention? Like, what you what are you doing here, bro? I love it. Look, I love it. I'm just asking, bro. But LGZ says, hashtag ask, like, any idea when Martinez will be back from injury? I like what I saw from him last year. Yeah, he was easily your best offensive lineman a season ago. Now, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's been out there, but they've kind of been keeping him out. I, I mean, a lot like Garrett Dellinger. Um, again, I think that that kid could play. I think that kid could start at left guard. I'll, let me let me throw this out there. Okay, now I get it. Blake's a homer, and I've I, I've issued my um, I've issued my uh, concerns for the offensive line. Like I, I've mentioned those, right? Um, I, I still think that you got a lot of talent there, bro. Xavier Hills look good. We know about Will Campbell. They got to figure something out at center. Where it be Garrett Dellinger, Charles Turner. I Charles is going to have to have a big offseason. I think Traymond Shorts, Miles Frazier has looked good at right guard. Then you move Cam Wired to right tackle. Guys, can this offensive line 
that a season ago, like we so badly forget how good that they played down the stretch. Let me make this very well known. And I want to say this too, because this is going to come in the Rafino's rants with Ed Orgeron in just a second and Notre Dame. You don't rush for 150 yards per game in your last eight games outside of Kansas State if your offensive line's not getting the push. Guys, stop. They have some talent. Can they utilize it? What does it look like with Brad Davis now that he's going into his second season at LSU? We'll see. But if LSU can establish a running game, I think the more the better. Now, I get I, I get ripped a lot on Twitter. I've been getting ripped on Twitter a lot this week. Guys, the biggest strength when Kayshawn Booty went down, the biggest strength for LSU offensively last year was their running game. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Ty Davis Price having 1,000 yards in eight games, that's not dominating? Sorry to tell you, but when your lead back has over 100 yards in eight SEC games, newsflash. You're running the football and your all line is getting is, is doing a good job. All right, Zach, let's fire in a couple more, and then I'm going to get to this uh, Rafino's rants here. Uh, Mark Spell says, hashtag ask Blake, which second-year player has shown the most growth in spring? Whew. That's tough. I mean, you can go from the wide receivers. You can talk about Chris Hilton. You can talk about Brian Thomas. Uh, I still think that the biggest impact player so far this spring for me has been Greg Brooks, the DB from Arkansas. Guys, you do realize how difficult it is as a DB to continue to have interceptions. So I'll tell you this. After every practice, this is what I do. If I don't attend, hey, did Greg Brooks have an interception today? Hey, did Greg Brooks have another uh, forced fumble? Hey, did Greg Brooks pick up the ball and go for six? I didn't get a text back yet, but we'll see. As the show goes on, as the show goes on, I will let you know if he did. I would say Greg Brooks. But second-year player, it looks like Chris Hilton and Brian Thomas are looking really good. One more. I got to get to this Rafino's rant, Zach. Um, Aaron Adams Jr. says, hashtag ask Blake, any word on the cornerback transfer commit uh, seven banks? Um, look, let me say this about seven banks. I think it's going to be around the corner. I don't think it's going to be much longer before he commits. And I think LSU sits in a very, very favorable position for seven banks. All right, let me get to this Rafino's rant. Sean Fox with us in six minutes. <sighs> Notre Dame media come to the front. If you missed it, if you missed it, let me preface this for you. Um, there was a news article uh, that came out. Brian Kelly was interviewed. He talked about how, look, he thought he did everything he could at Notre Dame. He thought he did everything he could to lead them to a national title. They were unsuccessful. He thought it was time for him to move on. He thought that he just did everything. And God forbid, here comes the Notre Dame media. You freaking Rudy Poo. Brian Kelly was the reason Notre Dame didn't have success. Bro, what? Look at every other institution. Highly academic institution when it comes to football. Vanderbilt. Stanford, Duke, what do they all have in common? They're honestly not that good at playing football. When your academic restrictions or academic uh, 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 standards, I should say, are so high, 
your football program normally takes a little bit of a dip. (laughs) Can you tell me I'm wrong there? Brian Kelly just had 50 wins, more than 50 wins in five seasons. What do you mean he's not accomplishing things? I know that some people will say, well, the media and this people and these people, baby to Notre Dame, he's been in the playoffs more than LSU. Now, LSU won a title. He led them there. I get it's not in the SEC. But you cannot convince me, and to you Notre Dame Rudy Poos, there's not a player at Notre Dame right now, not one, especially offensively, that is better than Kayshawn Booty. Not one. Now, I know that Kyle Hamilton is going to be a five, uh, top five pick in the NFL draft. Sounds good. You got one. You finally got a top five pick that Brian Kelly recruited, developed, and got to the National Football League as a top five pick. Newsflash, LSU does that consistently. They do it consistently. Whether it be Jamar Chase, whether it be Joe Burrow, where you you have two wide receivers from LSU from 2019 that broke the NFL record for receiving yards. First it being Justin, then it being Jamar. What are what I don't understand what the Notre Dame media is complaining about. They wanted to made, made a big deal out of it. They wanted our defense. You don't have a player on your team right now better than Kayshawn Bouti. You don't have a receiver faster than Chris Hilton. You don't have a defensive line that you can go and get from your state. Guys like Jacoby and Guillory. Guys like Jaqueline Roy. Guys like Mason Smith. And you're asking yourself the question, why would Brian Kelly leave? This level of pettiness has gotten a little bit out of hand. Let me explain. What's Ed Orgeron doing in South Bend, Indiana today? So all this all this stuff about Brian Kelly in the news article and Marcus Freeman's the new head coach. Wait, Ed, didn't you just, didn't a couple seasons ago you missed out on Marcus Freeman? And then you go there today and the message that you have is completely opposite of what Brian Kelly said in his interview. So are you telling me that the pettiness from Ed Orgeron and the pettiness from Notre Dame isn't at a high level? Like, Marcus, you told Ed Orgeron to... In the phrase of LSU sports fans, S-T-T-D-B. Or would you put an I in there for Irish? What are you planning on doing when Brian Kelly has more success at LSU? By the way, he just had his best recruiting class in his life. He was at LSU for two months. Oh, also newsflash, he's not done. He's not done. All right, Sean Fox joining us in a minute. The man, the myth, the legend himself. I got I to gotta, I gotta admit, now Sean said this on Twitter. 
Because <laughs> Paul Gervais joins us at 7.50. He goes, oh, great. I got a lead off for the closer. I didn't mean it in any kind of a negative way. <laughs> but look, to have a great show, you got to have a closer. There have been Hall of Fame leadoff guys. Sean Fox is like the Ichiro of LSU Sports Talk. He's going to hit 350. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. All right, let's let's get him in here. All right, Zach, let's pay some bills, though, before we get to Foxy. Um, talk about our good friends over at Gramco. Guys, I got to tell you, I know we joke, joke about Gramco, but look, I deal hype with hypertension. Um, I'm not going to say ADHD, but, um, you know, just pulling back the curtain on me, you know, I have had hypertension. Gramco has been very helpful for me. Go over to their website, thegramco.com. Use the promo code AYS25. That way that they know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco and our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Sean Fox around the corner. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake Coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vicnair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, we got our good friend, Mr. Sean Fox. You can follow him on Twitter, at Fox 4 Sports Talk. My brother, what's happening tonight? My, my brother with hypertension. What's up? We share that. Oh, dude, let me tell you, bro. I, look, I'm not trying to get personal, you know, like on the show about myself, you know, but, um, dude, it, it, it's a, it can be rough, man. It can be I'm, seriously rough. I'm 40 next month. and uh, Happy birthday. Thank you. Twenty five. I've had high. I've had high blood pressure since then. You cannot outrun genetics. So yeah, I feel you on that one. And then like, 
Blake, for real, man, I feel like yesterday I see this great tweet. Carter has the best show ever. <laughs> then I see face is coming on after. I was like, good Lord, what a position I'm in today. It's like, set low expectations and you won't be disappointed. Good grief. Can you imagine being in the batter's box with that 6'10 monster on the mound staring down at you? Good. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, no, I can't. Um, but let me say this. Hall of Famers bat leadoff, Ichiro, Jeter. You're the Jeter of AYS. That's just what it is. So I'm going to give you average, but clearly I'm not going for power. <laughs> so, well, it'll still get me into the Hall of Fame. Hey, a jacket is a jacket in my book, my friend. Right, it is. That's all I got to say. Uh, look, there's so much that we could go here, but something that we talked about off air just got done talking about uh, spring football practice. Yep. One thing that you mentioned to me, and, and look, we've kind of mentioned it on Twitter spaces in the show a little bit, but how experienced from a year standpoint this LSU defensive backroom is. Uh, share with the audience what we kind of talked about off air. Look, there's so many seniors, so many guys with a lot of starts. Maybe you add seven banks. What do you, Sean, you, you've been in this game a long time. When you have that much experience, that can only benefit uh, LSU, though, right? So, th this is kind of where we are in, in 2022 with the transfer portal. And, Blake, you don't mind, I'm going to take it a step further. This, okay, yeah. This is, this is potential um, two deep guys this year just from the transfer portal, okay? Quarterback could be Jaden Daniels, transfer Arizona State. Running back's probably going to be Emory, but your second or third back, maybe both, could be Noah Kane, Penn State. Right. Very bad for Oklahoma. Somewhere on the two deep at wide receiver, you could pick which one, but Kyron Lacey, transfer Lafayette. Along the offensive line, Miles Frazier, who we thought would be left tackle, still might be, but the boy up from Neville might have something to say about that. <laughs> yep. I think Frazier's going to start. Tremon Shorts, East Tennessee State, will probably be on the two deep, if not start. Um, let's flip it to the other side. I know the defensive line with Gay and Ojalari and Roy and Mason Smith. Like, you're probably good with your front four, but right behind that, Makai Wingo. Right. Transfer from Missouri. Your guy, my guy, who? Mike Jones. Why not? Clemson, right? Probably going to start. In the two deep, potentially West Weeks, Virginia, and then Kobe Field, South Carolina. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? And then... Then it gets bananas, okay? At some point, you could be looking and look up on your screen. You're at Tiger Stadium. You look down on the field. And, I, look, I'm not trying to dis – like, Jay Ward, yeah, those guys, the Langlos and Harris's, and, like, those guys are all going to have an impact. But you could potentially see Greg Brooks, Arkansas, Fushwa, Arkansas, Major Burns, Georgia, Makai Gardner, Lafayette, Jarrett Bernard Converse, uh, Converse, Oklahoma State. And then, as you said, it looks likely that Seven Banks, Ohio State. You can look up in your entire secondary be transfer players. So, I, I mean, sounds like a lot with a, a NFL free agency would Does do. Does it not look like free agency? Right. I, and, and then, Sean, today, I don't know if you saw, but I think it was Dellinger or somebody reported that there's going to be a vote tomorrow in reference to uh, not allow, like getting rid of the 25 scholarship limit for one recruiting class because teams have to get back to the 85. Look, I think Brian Kelly did a great deal here, getting them close back to the 85. Yeah. But, Sean, what if he didn't? 
Okay, like what 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 if there's a scenario where he can't get you back there? And so now you're only li- what if they're limiting him to tw- to 25 scholarships? I know it's it is free agency, um but what do you I, I, at this point what do you do? Congress has come I mean it, I know that there needs to be some type of regulation, but what can you do? Do you think, Blake? That's a that's a billion dollar question, literally. And, and this is something that we 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 talk about every single day with, with with NIL and with the transfer portal. We are we are clearly living in the player empowerment era, right? A lot of me that likes that and understands that. There's the old school part of me that says. Why did we have to go so far away from what we're used to and what what's made college athletics what it is? Um, I, I'm not trying to hedge on here, but I, I just feel like the genie's out of the bottle. Pandora's box is open. You can't put it back. You can't close it. I, I honestly don't have the answer. I, I mean, I, I look, I, I keep looking at this, and there's part of me that's like, man, this is pretty cool that you can fix your roster. Just like that. Now, imagine, remember what the secondary looked like when we went to the Texas Bowl? Oh, dude. <laughs> there's a reason that there's all these transfers You're here. Pick Cage. I mean, Pick Cage is starting. You got two walk-ons starting. There, there, there's a re- So, thank God for the transfer portal for this aspect. That, like, overnight, you turn what could be a weakness for at least a year on paper. This could be a damn good secondary if you stay healthy. But you can't sustain. Like, eventually, we have to go back and start building, and I'm not just about LSU, I'm on college football. You got to start building again through the high school ranks. And those are and those are the kids I feel sorry. Like, I'm glad that these guys are getting opportunities. And we got some guys who, let's be honest, Brooks and Poshwa, they should have been in LSU Tigers to begin with. I agree. I they, agree. They and, Blake, I think we talked about this last time. I've always said, if you're good enough to play at Arkansas. You're good enough Oklahoma to play at LSU. State, and some of these, I guess, are not perceived like the high-level SEC. So, but you could play at LSU. Brooks and Bushwell would have played very, very early in their tenure at LSU. So I'm glad they get the opportunities. But these high school seniors are the ones really missing out. And, and, I, and again, if I'm regurgitating something I said last time, I apologize. But I talked to a coach at the G5 level. And he told me, he said, Fox, we're going to sign about seven kids from the high school level. And everybody else is going to be to the transfer pool. And he said, because we have to. Their jobs depend on it. You are paid to win right away. What's the easiest way to do that? Is it getting kids who are fresh and are going to take time to develop or go get somebody who's already developed for you? Well, and, and <laughs> sorry. Got oh, dude. You know my, dude, my little dude ran in here last night and said, Mama with me or something. You know, he's acting bad. He so from time to time. <laughs> you have, you no, don't have to apologize to me. Go from a, a hotel room two weeks ago and she did a run in and she roasted me <laughs> like you're 11 i was like yeah i could see jerry's world from here she's like why are you telling people that you can't i was like it's radio <laughs> so, oh i love it i love it well look i think it's and Dion sanders back to your point Dion sanders mentioned it too he was like why if my job's on the line why would i take a kid from high school if my job's on the line and I need a guy that can play now and I know. You have to win now. And, again, I, I guess going forward, if you're LSU, what a, Blake, was it 29 scholarships and more than half were, yeah, were transfer portal players? Correct. I mean, there yeah, are 15 high school, that, 17 transfers. And it's Brian Kelly's first year. 
you clearly had a lot of holes in this roster, particularly the position we just talked about. That's why it's so littered with the Brooks, the Futras, the Burns, the Gardners, the Banks. Um, you want to flip that number, and I think significantly more going forward. You want to be able, hopefully, to get more high school kids. I think that would be perfect, but I just don't know if you're going to be able to. Uh, the Golden Boot Pod, uh, Zach, put that question up here, the hashtag AskBlake. But I think this is a good segue or, or transition here. They said hashtag yeah. AskBlake and AskShawn. Because of this and the transfer portal, what position group do you think has developed most under the new staff? I mean, I know that we talked about DB, but but look, Sean, I, I'm not saying that LSU is not going to be, the, you know, DBU elite. But my thing is, is when you have that many seniors in the defensive back room, uh, there's not a lot that they haven't seen. Do you think that that position is going to be the most notable going into next season? So I love it. I, I, I love – I do think it's deep because of the upperclassmen that you mentioned. And shout-out to those guys. They're doing a great job. I'll tell you what I'm really intrigued by right now. I'm going to go the other backs. I'm going to go running back. Okay. And I don't know if you were expecting that because um, I was looking at this earlier today, getting ready for my show to get ready to do your show. Um, I know this is like – I grew up with the era of Falk, Neely, and Collins. <laughs> right? And, right. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. This is live. This is live stuff at its greatest. Uh, oh, dude, this no is time. golden. I love uh, it. You don't have to apologize so they, to me. Uh, so you had a deep running back group, and it felt like forever. LSU was no. You know, DB, you like how many running backs? Like we we sleep on the toe fields. Heck, we sleep on the Joe dies, but it seemed like LSU running back after running back and running back. And I know Tyrone Davis Price kind of took that step. Um. At the end of last year, really starting with the Florida game. But I think we can all say this running back group has not been what we had become accustomed to. Right. With that was kind of LSU's identity. Is we're going to run the football and we're going to play good defense. And the running game hasn't been with what we're used to. I look at this now, and if John Emery, and I think he will, take that next step. Corey Kiner. Noah Kane. How about Trey Bradford? Huh. Could kind of technically put him under a transfer because he did go to Oklahoma. Right. For a Goodwin and Josh Williams has got significant reps in this offense. You're looking six deep. I am incredibly excited about this running back group this year. Well, and look, Mike Denbrock, he's doing a press conference right now, and I just got sent that he's talking about John Emery. He's uh, ultra. I'm just quoting here and paraphrasing. Ultra talented. We got to find multiple ways to get him the ball in space. And, and look. I think that that falls to your point. Now, I, I've said my piece on John Emery, but I like it because you're you're going to have to – Sean, I, I mentioned this earlier. More than one. Right, and you're going to have to get your physicality back. Like, you, it, it, over the last few years, your physicality went out the door, okay, and you got to go get it back. Maybe a running back sets that tone. Uh, Sean Fox is joining us here as our guest. You can follow him at, on Twitter at Fox4SportsTalk. Uh, I, I want to transition here because the last time we spoke, we talked a little bit of basketball. Um, yeah. now a very talented Louisiana tech player went in the portal. Um, right. I, do you, do you think that Mac McMahon could go up to Rustin and pull one off and get him a forward? Salt in the wound. Blake. <laughs> um, I'll put it this way. I, I am, uh, if, if Kenneth Lofton was not in a bulldog uniform and he had to play for somebody else, I would love for it to be LSU. 
You are you with me very quickly and rudely interrupting? Yeah. You think he could play at LSU, right? I mean, that's not debatable. Look at his offer list, right? Like, Kenneth, like and, and look, I get it. A lot of people you listen, you probably saw him play uh, against LSU and Bozier, and that's probably the only time you saw Louisiana Tech and Kenneth Lofton play. <laughs> what I'm about to say, hear me out before everybody thinks I'm crazy. Kenneth Lofton is one of the best players in college basketball. I don't disagree with you. That doesn't mean Kenneth Lofton is an NBA prospect. He's a great college basketball player who would probably start at LSU next year. Look at his offer list. LSU, Auburn, Kentucky, Gonzaga. You're not getting those offers. Houston, Texas, and Texas A&M. You're not getting those offers if you're, if you're a slouch. Um, go look at what he did against LSU last year as a true freshman. Right. And um, he gave and, not he gave Reed the business. And, and, and here's the thing, like, look, when you're in the transfer portal, let's be honest, this isn't the first time you're contacted. There may have been some contact. <laughs> God, thank you for Austin. saying it. Yeah, there there might have been some contact this freshman year with Will and Law. Not Will Wade. No, not but the gen- not the general. Always on the up and up. <laughs> still, I will still wave. I still will wave for Wade, but I, I will march with McMahon. But I, I love that. Hobby. I like it. I like okay. that hashtag. Zachy, write that down. I will wave for you, but I'll march for McMahon. Okay. Um, that all said, I do not think Kenneth Lawson's going to, t- uh, to LSU. Uh, gotcha. And again, why would you right now? Okay. There's still right. that, that that black cloud that's hanging over this program. Now, that said, again, that said, using that phrase a lot today, Matt McMahon has recruited better than I thought they would. You, you look at the kids he got from Murray State. The kid from Northwestern State's a player, too. He can't play. He, can't, he, he came to Southeastern so, and Hammond, and he yeah. dominated. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. But getting Cam Cam Hayes was a starting point guard at NC State. Right. I when 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 all this was going down, I thought Matt McMahon's roster would look like the G five All Stars. <laughs> like right. Which is great, and I think he can develop them. But I didn't think they'd get NC State starting point guard. And then I see the transfer portal and uh, Aaron Torres from Fox Sports, who does a great job. Right. He's got a, a transfer, uh, transfer portal ranking on his side. And LSU's in on a number of players, including, like, Murray, Murray State's got another stud who's in the uh, getting evaluated by the uh, NBA, right. He may end up in the portal and may end up at LSU. So, I think Matt McMahon, he might not get Kenneth Lofton. I wish he would. I don't think he is. But he is doing a much better job in recruiting than I thought he would be able to, considering everything that's surrounding this program. All right, so – I agree with you about the recruiting. I, I didn't really expect this. I, I thought, yeah. you know, I don't want to say it was going to be dire, but I just really wasn't expecting it, Sean, honestly. Well, um, we thought they played Northwestern, Southeastern's, Nichols roster, and that would be your fighting Tigers in 2022. I thought that uh, the fighting Parkers that came from Southeastern would be your starting five, but he's definitely surprised me. Look, I got one last one, and we'll let you out of here. Thank you so much sure. for joining us. No, sorry uh, for the yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> We're chaos city around here. Um, LSU goes to Arkansas this week. Uh, big baseball weekend. Now, Arkansas just dropped two or three to uh, to Florida. Um, can LSU has been road warriors? Uh, I mean, look, we got Paul Gervais coming up here in a minute. 
I, I mean, look, they, they found a bullpen. What's that? I said Paul Gervais is on deck. I can't say anything bad. Well, that's get, true. Get it to the closer, and they're going to be in great hands. Okay, so what you're saying is, is if Paul Gervais throws every night, they're going to sweep. I'm saying he needs to go three for three. And See, hey, but how, how about the impact that another kid? We talked about Will Campbell for a second earlier. How about another impact player from the three one eight Pearson, Pearson. lineup? Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> how good was he this weekend? Well, look in Stevenson too, man. I, I mean, look. I digress. Three one eight, three one great. They don't call it that, Sean, for nothing. Well, we usually don't call it that much, but we haven't been able to. <laughs> <laughs> we need any kind of good publicity we can get up here. <laughs> Anytime we can get a compliment from below the boudin line for above the boudin line, it's a good thing. I, hey, you know the song goes, "I'm from Louisiana." It doesn't say what part. Hey, so, by the way, he's from Grambling, which is three one eight. Who uh, who wrote that song? So I'm just saying. I, I love it. I love it. Sean Fox has been our guest, dude. We're gonna have to spend more time together. I'm a, oh, as long as I don't get run-ins by the, the NWO in here. <laughs> <We're good>. WWE <laughs> match going while Vince McMahon in the background. Crazy. I love it, Sean. You've been fantastic as always, brother. Oh. We'll we'll talk to you soon. All right, that's our good friend Sean Fox. You can follow him on Twitter at Fox for Sports Talk. All right. What you all have been waiting for, the closer. Paul Gervais, right around the corner. As the baseball pun would be put, he's on deck. All right, let's pay some bills, and then we'll get to Paul Gervais. Uh, let's talk about our good friend Kara Falls over at State Farm. But before that, I want to talk about my good friend John Patton. Over at GMFS Mortgage, 225-614-1234. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton today. Again, that's 225-614-1234. Let him know that your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, let's pay some bills. Paul Gervais, right around the corner. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. All right, we got the LSU closer himself. Paul Gervais is in the building. Paul, what's going on, man? How are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thank you for having me. No, man, thank you for joining us. Look, uh, big weekend this weekend from you guys. Going up to the dude, sweeping the Mississippi State Bulldogs. How awesome was that for you, brother? I mean, it was fun. Uh, the environment was crazy. I know uh, they're known for having some crazy fans. But, uh, I mean, I think it was just – it wasn't just me. It was like our entire bullpen, our whole team. I feel like we just kind of hit our stride. once That ninth inning on Friday, I think, was a big turning point for us. And uh, I think that was huge. Well, focusing on you right quick, we'll get to the team in just a minute. But, look – uh, you've had a very interesting journey, okay? Coming from the D3 level, walking on, and now you're closing for the LSU Tigers. 
But take us through that, right? Because, look, sports gives us these kinds of stories every now and then, and you're a part of that. You're one of them. Uh, Paul, can you take us through your journey and how you ended up at LSU being the starting closer now? Yeah. Um, man, in high school, I was throwing my fastballs like around 83, 85, like nothing crazy. Wasn't throwing hard. Didn't have any like any type of offers. I think my high school coach talked to this Division three school called uh, Piper University. And they reached off, reached out to me, and they offered me a roster spot uh, to come there. So I went there for my freshman year. Um, didn't get much better. I was maybe got up to eighty six that year. Nothing crazy. And uh, just after that first year, my dad uh, he sat me down after that year. He was like, "Hey, man, like private school without a scholarship is not easy to pay for. Like, if if I'm gonna be investing this money, then I'm gonna need you to put in put in some hard work." And he was like. And I was like, that's fair, like, absolutely. So I started doing uh, two-a-day workouts all summer uh, and working with my mechanics coach back home named Brandon Young. And uh, that summer I went from 85 to 92 in about two months. And uh, so it just kind of shot up. <clears throat> and uh, that fall I went back to Pfeiffer. Uh, it was cool uh, being back there, and I had a bunch of friends there, but I, I wanted to play at the highest level possible, wanted to get drafted, all that fun stuff. But and I figured that to go from D3 was going to be a really difficult route. So I transferred to my local junior college, uh, Wake Tech Community College, and uh, kind of struggled with my control there for a little bit that spring season, the COVID season. And uh, I was lost, man. I didn't know where I was going to go. That was my second year of eligibility. I was going to have to leave junior college and find somewhere to play. But uh, a lot of people, I know COVID really hurt a lot of people, but it, to me it saved my baseball career. Cause it gave me an extra year of eligibility and I got to, uh, I was going to return to Wake Tech again that spring. Uh, but the coach told me he couldn't promise me we were going to have a season due to like budget restrictions. Right. So I transferred to a different community college, Pitt community college in Greenville, North Carolina. And man, that was the best decision I've ever made. I met some of the best friends I've ever had. I had as much fun as I've ever had playing baseball. And my coach there, Tommy Eason, he told me when I got there, he was like, dude, you're 6'10", you're throwing 95-plus miles an hour. He's like, just go up there and act like you're that guy. Don't be timid. Like, just go out there and attack people. To me, that really helped me flip a switch. And uh, I had a really good spring season. But um, when uh, Alan Dunn called me, that was kind of like the whoa moment for me. Like, hey, maybe I can do something with this. And uh, him and Coach Maneri and Coach Kane, they offered me a uh, offered me a scholarship to come play this year. And I committed. I said I wanted to play there. And uh, when Coach Johnson got the job, for me, it didn't didn't change my mindset at all. Uh, I did my research on him. I, like, talked to people that knew him, and they all had great things to say about him. And uh, I passed on the draft this past summer to uh, because I wanted this experience. I wanted to come play baseball at a big-time program and try to win a national championship, which is, uh, to me, I love the decision I made. I'm having a great time, and hopefully we can keep winning. Well, you're getting more than 350 people off their chairs right now, Paul Gervais, and you're not even closing tonight. I mean, the game was postponed, and everybody's fired up because now, I mean, you're saying that you want to win a championship. You're coming to LSU. This is where you want to be. Uh, one quick – one thing that you said there is that your old pitching coach told you, like, hey, man, act like that guy. You know, like the TikTok. Like, you're that guy, pal. Uh, that being the changing moment for you – and now you're translating that on the diamond in Baton Rouge. 
Paul, I mean, guys are hitting 129 against you. Is that just a mentality when that that switch flipped? Are you going – every time you're going out there, do you remember that, that one conversation you had with your coach? Uh, no, nah, for me, I just have this uh, thing my dad tells me. Uh, he's like, he's like, God bless you with a great arm and a great body. He says he blessed me with the arm and body of a major league pitcher. So go out there and have that confidence because – you weren't given this for no reason. I didn't come all this way to just get here and be satisfied. So just keep being hungry and keep motivating myself. So a lot of credit to my dad. He's definitely helped me a lot in that category. Would you consider yourself, if your hair grew out longer, okay, would you consider yourself like the right-handed Randy Johnson? I mean, look, man, you're 6'10". I mean, grow the hair out a little bit longer. Rifle that B.I. up in there, right? Like, that's who you are. I mean, I, I don't want to compare myself to Randy Johnson. I mean, that's second all-time in strikeouts, Hall of True, Famer, true. Four-time Cy Young Award winner. No, actually, I think it was five. Yeah, five-time Cy Young, yep. I, I appreciate the comparison, but I wouldn't say I'm there quite yet. Hey, man, but look, you can't get there. We have a lot of faith in you. But look, you have a big uh, weekend this weekend against Arkansas. Um, yes, you're just coming off a sweep. Um Talk about that. You guys have been road warriors, man. You've been really good on the road. Uh, is it the gray uniforms? Is that is that what's doing it, or is it the focus? Like, what are you? What's going with on with you guys when you're going on the road and having so much success as you are? I think it's just uh, after that Friday night game against Florida, uh, we circled up and we were like, every single person in this ballpark that's not in our dugout wants us to lose this game. Everyone's against us. It's us against everybody else here. And we've kind of just rode that mentality for all our road games. It's been like, literally, like who cares what people think? We're out here having the time of our lives playing baseball for this program that has all these great perks and everything. But winning is a lot more fun than losing. And <laughs> when we we go out there and we win, we're we're chirping the other team and getting their heads. And to me, just on the road, like. That's a different type of environment. I love playing Alex Box in front of all those fans, but right. when, like when I struck out the side against Mississippi State on Saturday, and that place was dead silent. That I love that feeling. Like that was awesome. And they all just got they're quiet, and Rezelman striking people out with the toe taps, <laughs> and then they all go silent after chirping him. That's pretty awesome. So, all right. So I preface you for this this question, but you know I got to get it in there. Were you surprised that the Mississippi State fans were able to count higher than three? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. <laughs> you don't have to answer. You don't I have don't to answer. To I'm just messing. I'm just messing. You don't have to answer. But, look, the bullpen has been focused. I think you guys have found literally your perfect rotation here. Um, is it a groove for you now that you kind of know where you're coming? You know that you're there. Does it help you mentally to, to stay when you like, hey, no, I know it's going to be Razelman, then I know it's going to be me. Does that help you uh, knowing that now? Um, like, I appreciate, like, all the stuff. But I don't think I'm, like, the locked-in closer. Like, I've closed the last two games, but you've had Fontenot's closed, right. Razelman's closed. I think it's just whatever situation Coach Johnson thinks is best for that certain pitcher. I mean, you saw Riley Cooper closing against that third game against Texas A&M. I, I think we have so many different guys that can close a game. But I think it's just based on each situation and who Coach Johnson thinks is the best guy for the job. And thankfully, we had like five guys line up on Saturday 
and just hand the ball off to each other. And we really picked each other up. And I want to say something, someone who doesn't get a lot of love in our bullpen is Trent Bittmeyer. And he's no literally doubt. the rock of our bullpen. He's the leader of our whole pitching staff. He's been there for a while. I mean, he, every time he goes out there, he shoves, he's available every day. And I just feel like he should definitely get more praise than he does because, I mean, he's really the guy that makes us go for our pitching staff. Expound on that. So what is there something that he says to you guys? Is there something that like a mentality, focus, work ethic? What is it um, that, that he's doing to bring you guys as a unit? I mean, he just motivates us. I mean, he's been there for is his fifth year. Right. He's like, you heard all the offseason talk. They all say our offense is incredible, but they don't know about the pitching. So he's kind of we kind of use that as fuel. And with our pitching coach, with our, we just kind of carry the same attitude as him, which is just go out there and attack guys. And if they beat us with our best stuff, then then that, they beat us. But we're not going to walk you. We're going to go after you, and you're going to have to you're going to have to swing to beat us. And Trent's just been that steadying force, like with the young guys especially, uh, Grant and Sammy, who've been phenomenal this year. Right. And it's just, I think we all just work really well together for sure. Uh, is Trent Ventmeyer the most intimidating guy coming out of the bullpen? I mean, look, the beard, I mean, looks like he just like, uh, you know, cut some wood down in the forest in Montana. I, I mean, he's got to be the most intimidating, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. I call him dad. <laughs> he's only like a year older than me, but I call him dad. So he's the bullpen dad. I love it. Does yeah, he, bring, he is for sure. Does he bring for like sure. some snacks, like some Cheez-Its and, and, and things like that? <laughs> he brings snacks to the bullpen? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love yeah. it. Uh, Zach, fire in some questions for Paul. We do have uh, some firing in. Uh, you can follow Paul Gervais over at on Twitter at Paul Gervais1. Uh, fire him in there, Zach. Uh, one from Stephen says, hashtag ask Paul. Have you gave some thought on throwing basketball jersey on and posting on the block for McMahon? They need the, all the bodies that they can get. Yeah, I've kind of seen that whole cycle going on. I, I get asked this all the time. Uh, I'm pretty good at basketball, but I wouldn't say I'm at the Division One level of skill or coordination to play basketball. I can field my position, but I'm not going up against uh, SEC big men on the block. Yeah, could you imagine facing like a Zion on a given night, you know, or like die. a guy? <laughs> I know, dude. Like, please, Jesus, don't throw him the ball. Oh, crap. They threw him the ball, you know. Uh, Zach, firing a couple more uh, here for Paul, and he's been uh, fantastic. LGesus says, hashtag AskPG. What's Coach Jay and Coach Kelly like as coaches? Look, you know, Paul, it's interesting from a fan's perspective, right? Like, I've covered multiple coaches. I've been through multiple coaching changes, and you have as well. Um, But fans don't always get to see behind the scenes. Um, just give us a glimpse. Like, what has it been like for Coach Jay? Now, you talked about being recruited by Paul and Alan Dunn, but now being with Coach Jay and, and, and Coach Kelly and the entire staff, what has that been like for you, and how have they helped you this season? Um, Coach Johnson, his thing is his, like, demeanor, it never changed. He, We win, we lose. He's still going to get up the next day and pour in as many hours as he can to help us win. Coach, like, literally all he thinks about is winning. He's at the field. Every day when I get there, he's there. Every time I leave, like that man eats, breathes, sleeps baseball. Like he's going to do whatever it takes for us to win. And uh, he's been obviously a great leader for our team. But uh, Coach Kelly, him and Coach Johnson, I think work well together because Coach Kelly can be lighthearted, crack some jokes. Like he makes (laughs) everything fun. We're always having a great time at pitchers practice, especially over at U High when we do our pitchers fielding practice. Uh, but no, he's uh, just 
like I said, he gives us that mentality to just go out there and attack guys and that they're going to have to beat us with our best stuff because, I mean, you've seen like me and Razelman, we're throwing 95, 96% fastballs. And these guys, like, we're just going to keep doing it until you prove you can beat us. And uh, Coach Kelly's just, I think that's the biggest thing he's preached is just to attack guys and be confident when you get up there. Uh, about that, last question for you. Look, I, I love that you're joining us here. Um, you're talking about attacking guys and you knowing that going in, them knowing that going uh, going into it too. That's the ultimate square off, right? Like it's like it's kind of like a boxing match. You know my best shot that I'm going to give you. I know yours. Um, I kind of want to expound on that though because I asked you this, you know, before you came on. How much do you study an opponent, right? Like, look, you, you you're supposed to play tonight. Game got postponed, but how much do you prepare for an Arkansas their hitters and things like that? Well, we don't call pitches, so Coach Kelly calls the pitches. So he right, right, right. know he puts in hours of studying film and working on guys. And then before the games, we'll have a scouting report meeting on everyone in their starting lineup and pinch hitters they might use. Mm -hmm. So we know how we're going to attack each individual guy. But if Coach Kelly's calling the game, I just see the sign. Yep. Not, I'm not going to shake off. He studied this hitter for five, <laughs> six hours of film. Myself, I don't know more than he does. So, What would you do? What do you think he would do if you're like, he gives you a fastball inside, you're like, you know, like the whole Henry Roland Garner, you know, like, you know, yeah. you got to pitch your fastball and you're just shaking it off. What do you think would happen? You don't have to. I think, <laughs> I think it would really just depend on the outcome of that pitch. <laughs> because I think if, if it was good, he would just be like, oh, okay, I guess that works. Uh, I love but it. like if it got shelled or something, he'd be, he would uh, probably have a few things to say to me when I go back to the dugout. Well, hopefully you don't, you don't do that. It's just a comical little question of what, you, what would you do? Uh, Paul, you've been fantastic, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, anything you want to uh, tell the fans, anything you want to just uh, uh, say before uh, we get on out of here? Well, yeah, just keep supporting us. We're working hard every single day at practice. Uh, I promise we're not trying to lose games at home. We love playing <laughs> in front of you guys. And uh, we got a big series this weekend. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys again uh, next Tuesday against ULL. Love it, Paul. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, man. That's LSU pitcher Paul Gervais who's joining us. He's been absolutely fantastic. Woo! Hey, man, two straight nights of absolute fire through AYS. Absolute fire. The whole Trent, uh, Trent Vintmeyer thing, wow. 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 Awesome by Trent uh, awesome by Paul Gervais uh, just then. I Look, man, it's funny. You learn about a kid that's on the team, and, and you, you, you get the mentality behind uh, what makes them tick. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, uh, we'll bring Zachy in here. Uh, we'll cut a little bit short. I've, I've been trying to get to the Saints, but just don't ever – not able to do it in this hour-long segment. Maybe soon during the summer we'll expand maybe to two hours, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we're going to have to expand to talk more. Uh, got to talk about my good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220 for all your landscaping, uh, uh, trimming, grass-cutting needs. They can do it all. Again, that's Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. Let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, let's bring our good friend Zachy, our producer in this thing. Zach, two nights 
of absolute awesome. fire. I, I mean, I can't. Yeah, man. I couldn't have done it better myself. Oh wait, I did. Ha <laughs> ha. Just joking. Just joking. But oh uh, look, Gervais was fantastic. That Vitmeyer story is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I I, I can't disagree there. Um, and and I have to agree with Paul. Like Trent Vitmeyer has been underrated. He has been a guy that you know we we've been talking about Gervais. We've been talking about Razelman. You know we've talked about Grant Taylor, Dutton all those guys but Trent Fittenmeyer has been kind of put back on the shelf because I don't know why that is but he's performed really really well this season and so um, I'm definitely excited to see you know how this pitching staff moves for you know moving forward because as I mentioned on our last show you know the bullpen was probably the most impressive thing this past weekend especially on Saturday. Well, look, I think he said something very interesting there. Probably the most interesting thing there to me outside of Vintmeyer. You know what's coming. I know what's coming. We're throwing 96% uh, percent fastballs and, and, oh, yeah. and just hit it. Like, you, there's nothing you can do about Do you know how demoralizing that is as a human being? Like, hey, you know what's coming. I know what's coming. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Yep. I have to agree. I mean, it's like it's almost like 2019 LSU, like, we're going to give this ball to Clyde, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hey, like, we're going to throw it to Jamar. Get get ready for it. Jamar, there's nothing you can, he's about to moss you. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. So, well, yeah. Well, awesome. look, um, Zach, anything else in the show tonight that you want to bring to the forefront for the a, the good people of AYS? <laughs> you know, I, I love what Sean said about the, the running back room. That's something that I've, I've talked about a lot. Like, I'm really interested. I know we've talked a lot about John Emery and fully expect him to be RB1. But I'm really interested to see now with Frank Wilson on the staff. You know, he's mm -hmm. been typically a running back by committee. And because you're so deep at running back, you've got six guys there, um, and a lot of which have experience, good experience, and a lot of game reps. It's going to be very interesting to see how he rotates all those guys and how he's able to get touches. Like, because they all have different skill sets. You know, John Emery's the home run hitter. I feel like Trey Bradford is probably your best back out of the back, back, out of the backfield. Like, and catching, catch, the and ball, catching the ball, right. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how they rotate all those guys. Uh, any thoughts on Ed Orgeron being petty as hell and a no-good Rudy Poo? That's Ed O being Ed O. <laughs> I mean, what, what can we expect? That's Ed O being Ed O, bro. I'm just surprised there wasn't a blonde next to him. All right. Very true. Very good, very good episode. Two episodes in a row where we've absolutely slain the game. Nobody do I don't know how we're gonna top it. We're gonna have to top it again. Listen, 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 Linda. Don't you dare think that I won't do look, I can make calls uh, uh, billions <laughs> and billions and billions of contacts in this phone. Okay, billions. I, I believe it. I, believe I could it. call Warren Sapp right now and say, Warren, I need you. He'd be here in a hard flash. Now, he'll Come talk about Betty White for 45 minutes, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> we could get him in here. You've challenged me, sir. I'm You've challenging challenged you. me. I, double dog dare you to make it better than the last two. What are you going to do if I do? I'm going to celebrate. because No, you're going to bring me to the blue store, and I'm going to buy as much fried chicken as I want. All right. Bet. 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 All right. Let's do it. Let's get on out of here. Zach, you've been fantastic as always, too. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. in store.
Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money.